This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Shall we begin? Yep. Let's begin. Let us begin. I don't even know who's in charge now. Charlton. Charlton. Hey everybody, I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us on this Monday, October the 2nd, when we are not in a government shutdown, surprisingly. We're not in a government shutdown. I am, I am, I'm completely surprised. Of course, there are many twists and turns yet to come, and the fallout from mm-hmm. not being in a shutdown is going to come sooner rather than later, I think, for Mr. McCarthy. But wow, that was a newsy weekend, wasn't it? It was indeed. And I mean, as late as Saturday mid morning, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yep, so so much for the last ditch strategies. Totally. But totally. I I mean he's he's called the bluff. Let's see if it was really a bluff. Right. Uh right. so right. for people right. who have actively chosen not to pay attention to this, um, to get out to avoid a government shutdown, McCarthy made a deal with the Democrats and they're the ones who pulled him over the finish line to get a continuing resolution passed to the House. Um, Matt Gates and, and others had threatened if he were to do such a thing, they would file a motion to vacate and try to kick him out of the seat. And now they are, Matt Gates in particular, is saying that he will do that thing. But, you know, we'll see and we'll see, see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. We At this see. point, I think that's all yeah. any of us can say. Totally. Um, totally. Right. But anyway, you probably have other news. Well, I, I, I do, but you've got news too. I'll, I'll do mine real quick. Look, and I just, mm-hmm. it's, it struck me. There's an article in the, in the uh, Wall Street Journal from this weekend talking about consumer spending in this economy and how Americans are spending, the headline is, Americans are still spending like there is no tomorrow. There, of course, is always a tomorrow, but consumers uh, typically haven't cared. But here's why it matters so much. This economy is driven, as we know, uh, spending by or on behalf of consumers is 70% of the economy. I've been saying for a very long time, how much longer can that last? And everybody I've talked to said, you know, we'll see. I think we're at the we'll see moment because we are still spending, even though COVID-related checks are no longer with us, the uh, money we saved during the pandemic is gone. Inflation, while falling, prices are still elevated. I just look out for consumers who and spending coming to a screeching halt. That's all I want to say. It's going to be one of those, we knew it was coming, but still somehow it's a shock to the economic system when everybody goes, oh my God, what happened to consumers? I'm going to be like, yeah, I told you this was coming. You know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the argument laid out in this journal piece, I've heard quite a bit, Mm -hmm. which is that there are consumers, particularly millennials and younger, who feel that the housing market is hopeless, that they're probably never really going to get ahead in this economy, so they may as well live it up. And I have a beloved relative who has said to me many times, I'm probably going to be in debt to somebody for the rest of my life, so I may as well be in debt living the life that I want. And that's a, that's a, that's a way to, to, to do it. Um, some people are okay with debt because you know if you feel the system is rigged against you and you're going to be in debt you know so you just live with it and try to keep it manageable but live a quality of life you know i think people are still struggling to achieve the 
same quality of life as their parents when they're doing the same kind of work, even though the economy doesn't work that way anymore. So I don't know if it's going to come to a screeching halt as much as, you know, people may just end up living with unsustainable debt, kind of like the federal government. Yes, but the federal <laughs> sorry, I was I was sort of with you till right there. We all know that the federal government is not a household. It was a joke. Right? So, uh, okay. I know. It right. was a joke. Okay. Yeah, I right. wasn't serious. Okay. Well, no, we can't print our own money. Right. And no right. household okay. budgeting is not right. the same as okay. federal budgeting. Right. It was a joke, but okay. Right. okay. But anyway, but no, sorry. in all seriousness, sorry. I think that's okay. It's okay. But in all sorry. seriousness, I think that there are a lot of people in this economy who are just like, I give up. I give up on trying to beat the system. And so I am going to live the best life I can within the bounds of manageable debt and just call it a day and maybe, you know, file for bankruptcy at some point, wait for some debt to get written off, refinance, take out loans, whatever, but just live. I think you should put that on your feature list for reals. Okay. I mean, it's the same thing Seriously. the journal was saying, I, I, but... <laughs> I, 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 think, I think you ought to report it out. Yeah. Yeah. We can see you know? how many people are doing that. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. Add it to yeah. the list with all the interesting, exciting totally. politics stories. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, that's I mean, my it's, 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 yeah. it's the vibe. It's the vibe. Okay. Um, yeah. I have kind of been passing on much of the news of Donald Trump's trials and travails. Um, even though they are, you know, quite newsy and, and especially the cases in New York, which could potentially end up with him mm -hmm. not being able to do business in New York when all is said and done and potentially losing property, um, which is his claim to fame, even if vastly overvalued, as we have since learned. Um, I did think this article, though, an analysis piece by Philip Bump in The Washington Post was so fascinating because it looks at it, the, the headline is great. Trump's understandable surprise at seeing his company in court. And mm -hmm. it talks about how white collar crime in this country is so under prosecuted. And most of the time, people who do the things that Trump is accused of doing with his companies get away with it. And it you know, and this whole argument about, you know, him being targeted as a political figure and things like that, you know, it could carry some water in that white collar crime is typically under prosecuted. Now, his his alleged crimes were particularly egregious, but here's um, some of the numbers from this. Over the past 20 years, the number of federal white collar prosecutions fell by more than 50 percent from nearly 10,000 in 2002 to just 4,000 in 2022, according to data from Syracuse University's track reports. Um, usually those prosecutions, prosecutions target individuals, not company, not companies, but at the same time, like the share of white collar jobs, I'm not reading anymore, the share of white collar jobs making up the workforce has increased as these prosecutions have decreased. So going back to those track numbers, in 2002, there were about 20 federal white collar prosecutions for every 100,000 professional workers. In 2022, there were about six. And as we look at where we focus our prosecutorial resources, um, it's interesting. Well, so let me, let me, I don't, I'm not, are you saying Trump should not be prosecuted? Not at all. I'm saying that 
the reason that he's surprised is because people who do ah. these things allegedly typically get away with right. them. And so for the right. people who want to claim that he's being unfairly targeted, they can look at the fact that these pr crimes are under prosecuted and he is being prosecuted gotcha. for them. He, gotcha. If he committed these crimes and the allegations gotcha. are pretty solid, you know, I'm all for getting people, you know, charged with the things that they did. But this is just an interesting highlight of how not good of a job we do in this country of prosecuting crimes that are done um, a lot. By, by rich white guys. <laughs> By rich white guys. Yes, that right? too. That's what it is. That, that that's too. exactly what yeah, it is. And and look, it's it's the it's the it's the it is. And that's the flip side of the we prosecute too many young black men in this economy. And 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 th that is both of those statements are true. And here's part of how it plays out in real life. I I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. 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 For sure. And there's just some really interesting data in here. And you know, good luck uh, getting a bigger budget for, you know, the Justice yeah. Department to go after white right. collar crime because yeah. lobbying. <laughs> right. Totally. All totally, right. Totally. The, that's that's the news. Let's uh, get yep. some smiles in here. OK, yeah, my weekend was a journey because, you know, <laughs> aha. <laughs> I was doing, you know, C-SPAN stuff Saturday morning. On Saturday afternoon, I went on a motorcycle ride with two of my friends. We went out to my uncle's house. We were picking pawpaws in the forest. And then nice. on Sunday, I went to a candle-making workshop. And then there was a pop-up shop nearby with, like, all these other people selling their own candles. And I saw a beautiful, like, a beautiful example of people latching on to the moment. I saw a woman who had a government shutdown candle. Now, this nice. particular company, which is called District Heroines, they have all these branded candles. And let me um, find, I already had one of the candles. Let me find it. The one that I already had is called, let's see. Do, 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 do. DC dating and the, the the vibe the thing the thing with these candles is they all have a description of what they smell like right so DC dating smells like moderates cringy apps and a non-existent work-life balance right so mm -hmm. this is this is the this is the, the brand so anyway the government shutdown candle smells like back pay happy hour deals and a lack of bipartisanship yeah oh my god <laughs> and and so the lady was sitting there in her booth and I was like, well, what is this was like right after this was the day after everything had, you know, gone through. I was like, well, what are you going to do now? And she was like, I'm going to sell it for 45 days and see what happens. Right. You know, totally. <laughs> there, there, look, there's a market for everything. There's a market for everything. I was Holy very entertained God. by it. <laughs> you should have been. Totally should have been. Man, that's great. Anyway, I love that. All right. <laughs> What's your smile? Uh, all right. So mine, mine actually came across my my social feed early, early this morning. It's from a guy by the name of Robbie Andrew, who's a senior scientist at the Norwegian Climate Center. In the month of September, for new car registrations in Norway, eighty-seven percent of new car registrations were battery electric. 
which is amaze balls. Only 2.3% wow. of new car registrations in Norway in September of 2023 did not have an electric motor. That is to say they were gas or, or diesel internal combustion. That's amazing. Now, sadly, most of them are Teslas, but <laughs> nor I know, right? But Norway's basically getting rid of internal combustion engine cars slowly. The new ones, you know, mm -hmm. will not outpace the old ones that are on the streets for a while, but holy cow, almost 90%. Yeah. Are battery electric. That's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Anyway, that was that I thought impressive. that was cool. I thought that was super cool. And yeah. I'm looking the and I'm looking at the rest of that thread. The transport agency in Oslo region mm -hmm. now has twenty four depots for fast charging its electric buses. You know yep. <sighs> Wow. Yep. It can yeah. be done. It can, it can be, be done. done, and and look, the government uh, is trying to do it very slowly, and and uh, you know not big enough, but they're trying to do it. We're trying to get there. All yeah. right, yeah. All right, baby there steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. The crisis. <laughs> uh, tomorrow we are doing a Tuesday show, single show, single topic. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried goes on trial. Starts tomorrow, I believe. Fraud, conspiracy, a bunch of stuff. Uh, crypto related. We're going to talk about all that because uh, one might say, and some some people who know more than I do have said, uh, that it's crypto that's kind of on trial here. Yeah, we haven't talked about crypto in a while. Yeah. So until yeah. then, um, keep your questions and comments coming. If you have questions about you know crypto as well, maybe if you can get them in quickly, we can ask the guest. Um, we're at Make Me Smart at Marketplace.org, also at 508 UB Smart. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg. Secret today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Our intern is Neil Farshabandi. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. I just realized that after our discussion the other day about loud shirts, I wore one of my loud shirts today. Oh, there you go. <laughs>